he started actually killing them, taking their babies and throwing the babies into the Nile River. He was, he was killing the children of God. And so God said, we have to put a stop to this. And each time the plague was announced and the people had a choice, okay, you can re- fight God. You cannot believe that the plague is going to happen, but you had, a, you had a warning. But the Egyptian army was still there. And Pharaoh and his army, they, they wake up and they see that the slaves have gone, that the children of Israel have left, and they say, our, our workforce, our economy is going to be disrupted. Let's go get them back. And so they loaded up their chariots and jumped on their horses and went after the children of God. God knew that was going to happen. And he sent them to a particular spot by the Red Sea. I think there may be a a map. Um, And I'm not sure exactly where they were, but they were in a spot where the what they saw in front of them was the Red Sea, the, the water. What was beside them were cliffs, mountains, and then what was behind them was the Egyptian army. There was no escape. It was in every direction that they looked, there was an obstacle. So here's, here's what happened. Verse 10. As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and they panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord and they said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? I mean, at least there we had cemeteries and what have you done to us? Why did you make us leave in Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. That's just what a traumatic person would say. That's what a a victim would say. And God loved them not to keep them that way. And he had the power to change their circumstances. And he has the same power today. But they, they spoke from what was in their heart. They spoke what, what filled their, their eyes and their experiences from their circumstances. They spoke out of disappointment. They spoke out of fear and anxiety. They spoke all their dreams were dashed. Their hopes were gone. And they would have gotten that if that had been the last word. Right? Praise God, that wasn't the last word. A man of faith spoke up. Moses told the people, don't be afraid. 
Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. He's still doing that today. And as believers, we get the privilege of speaking, having a conversation where we get to speak that into someone's life. We get to tell them, you, I'm, I'm sorry that your, your loved one, your family member is, is, is going through cancer, going through a sickness, a disease, but God is able to heal you. He's the healer, the great physician. He's got great wisdom, and, and he's sharing it. He's not keeping it to himself. He's sharing it with all these um, doctors and, and care physicians, you know, and, and caregivers. And he's, he's get coming up. There's, in the science field, there's so many ways that um, new developments that are being developed to, to cure cancer. And he doesn't, that's kind of the slow way. He also does instant miracles. And sets people free. You get to speak. We get, we get the privilege of speaking. People telling them, I don't care what you see about your finances, about uh, the prices or the economy or debt and deficits. Okay? Because God said he will provide. Uh, Abraham said that to his son. Our God will provide. <clears throat> He's the provider. And he teaches us how, how to earn money, how to make money, how to save money, how to keep money. And, and is a blessing and to provide in other ways. Supernatural ways. Let me say this. Let me read Moses' words again. Moses told the people. Don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. Stand still. They didn't have to earn it. They didn't have to work for it. They didn't have to get on their knees and cut themselves and show how faithful they were. Just relax. Chill in the corner. Watch. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. And I want to tell you, some of you have a, a problem or a struggle or there's something wrong. It's not right. Something wrong. And that's God's plan that that problem you will never see again. Okay? It's, it's, we've been patient with it enough. It's been 400 years, it seems like. It's over. It's, it's, it's enough. Its expiration date is today. And the Lord himself is going to do it. This is how God works. 
a man of faith, Moses, spoke something into the atmosphere, into the air, and it changed things. Okay, a miracle happened. And it happened the way that Moses said it would happen. All the people had to do was walk through on dry land, and when the Egyptians came through, the water came upon them because they were intent on murder, murdering the children of God. And that economy in that country, e Egypt, was never as strong ever again. And the reputation went around the whole area. So by the time they get to the promised land, the, the woman in Jericho tells the spies, man, we've, our whole city has been talking about your God and what your God did, how your God rescued you. And it was a testimony of how much God loved them. And she said, I want to be a part. That was Rahab. She said, I want to be a part of God's family. Our, our words and our actions can share the faith, the miracle, what's the, the supernatural from heaven, the deliverance that comes, the rescue that comes. We get to share it in the natural world and with with our friends and neighbors. Um, God has always done this right there at the beginning, Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless. It was empty. The darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And I want to stop let, let's look at what's been shared so far. The earth is there, but it's not worth anything. It's formless. It's empty. There's a lot of darkness. The Holy Spirit's there, the Spirit of God, but he's not doing anything. He's just hovering over the waters. God the Father's there. The Spirit of God is there. And there's a lot of darkness and deepness and without form. And, and God says something. Let there be light. He didn't say what the problem was. He didn't say, well, man, this darkness is having negative effects on my problem, you know, my dreams. He didn't start sharing all the negativity about what he saw because that's, that's what's natural for us is to say, let me share with you my problems. <laughs> like someone else wants to hear that. <laughs> but God said, I want to share, I want to speak into existence what I want to see, the answer. And he said, let there be light. Um, another example in, is he's in Ezekiel 37. The prophet Ezekiel 
It says, The Lord took hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. And he led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. And they were scattered everywhere across the ground, and they were completely dried out. And he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? You know, that's, I don't know if this was in a dream or if it was an actual occurrence or if he, it was a vision during his prayer time, but this is how God operates. What do you see? I see a bunch of dry bones. I see a, a desert, I see wilderness. I see we don't live by what we see. We, we live by faith. And, and, he's, and he's, he's, he's showing the prophet how this, this works. Can these bones become living people again? And I replied, O oh, sovereign Lord, you alone know the answer to that. So then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin and I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Because God's all about bringing things back to life. Okay. He he can't he can't give someone sickness because he doesn't have it. Right? Like I I can I can borrow money from my wife's wallet whatever she has. I can't borrow $1000. She's probably not caring that much. But I can I can borrow 10 or 20. God doesn't carry sickness with him. He carries life with him. So he can't share, he can't put sickness on somebody, but he can definitely put life onto something. And so he's telling the prophet, speak life. Speak what's, what's the miracle, the supernatural into the physical world. And he did and he watched it happen in front of his eyes. This is what God does. We get the privilege of sharing in our conversations. It might come up. Hey, someone might share with you, have a genuine conversation with you about the struggles they're going through. And you carry with you the hope that they need, the answer. And you can speak into life and say, I know God has a good plan for you. Wants your success. He wants your, you to be blessed. He wants you to live again. He wants your uh, finances so blessed that you help other people. And you're looking to invest in other people's lives. I, we want your businesses to be blessed. The things that you do to be successful. Which, which reminds me, we read about the valley of dry bones let's um, pray for remember Troy that's Rhonda's husband 
he's going to a valley of dry bones, Death Valley, and uh, part of his job. He's going to be spending some time in Death Valley. I hope he doesn't find any bones. <laughs> that would be, although he, he's, his, his job is a fascinating job. We should talk to him sometime. But we're, we're, we will be praying for him on his journey. Let me read a story from the New Testament. Um, this is a story about Jesus. The disciples said to Jesus, show us how to increase our faith. This is in Luke chapter 17. And the Lord answered, if you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, may you be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. You can move a tree into the ocean with your words by speaking to it. That's what Jesus said. Another place he said you would speak to a mountain, and the mountain would be put in the sea. Any obstacle needs to be moved. If there's an obstacle, Jesus says, speak to it. If there's something wrong in our life, speak to it. Tell it, your time is up. You've got to go. This, is, this problem has gone on long enough. It's over. The salvation of the Lord is here. The rescue is here. So Jesus said, they said, increase our faith. And, and Jesus' answer was, if you had faith, you would say something. If you had faith, you would, you would speak. You speak about it. You speak about what's in your heart, what you believe. It just comes out naturally. I saw this, this cat in our neighborhood just walking in the backyard, just, you know, looking around, exploring everything. And then he, when he got to the corner, he saw a squirrel, and his whole body changed. He crouched down. And, you know, started tiptoeing because, and I realized, of course that's what a cat's going to do. Cats are going to be cats. He's, he's going to, he sees a squirrel, it, it's like a snack for him. And he's, he's going to sneak up on it. Squirrel got away, by the way. <laughs> we can... We live from our nature, like the cat was just being a cat. That was its nature. And, the th and so our nature is a faith nature now. It's a, it's a nature filled with, with heaven, with the goodness of God. And so we get the privilege of being that bridge where we get to share all the, the love and compassion and the goodness of God all the truth and the righteousness and holiness that God is, and nobody ever would experience what that is. It's impossible for us to even fathom what holiness is unless he shared it with us first, and he does. 
we can make right choices. That's what I'm saying. We can do the right thing because he is there with us, alongside us, guiding us and teaching us. So Jesus said, well, if you had something, you would do something with it. If you had faith, you would say something. And we have it. And we treasure it. And if we attach value to it, it said, it's written about Jesus' mother Mary, that when the promises were spoken and, the, and they were telling her about Jesus and, and um, prophets would come and speak over him, and she would take those words and she would treasure them in her heart. She would value them, and she kept reminding herself, this child is the son of God. This boy is the son of God. And as she raised him, she spoke that over him. She reminded him, and she reminded herself who his identity was. And this is how we, we get to operate, too. Right after this conversation, they, they come into town, and there's ten men with leprosy. So verse 11, Luke 17, verse 11. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria, and as he entered the village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And he looked at them and he said, Go show yourself to the priests. For what, what my eyes see is ten men with an incurable disease, leprosy. You can see the evidence of the leprosy on them because it, it was a very visible disease attacking their skin and their bodies. They probably had a smell to them as well. So it was, there was a lot of evidence of the problem. Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. And that was in, in a, a way of saying, go get your certificate of health from the priest. The priest would get, write out a certificate of health, says, this person is clean. They can go back home to their family. They can go, come back to the, the marketplace and the grocery store. <laughs> they can come back among people again. So when Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest, he's saying, go pick up your certificate of health. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. And one of, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, praise God, and he fell on his knees. And he, he had to come back because he was, already he was already on his way to the priest. And, and I'm trying to emphasize this point that Jesus said something and their action, they took action. They didn't just stay in their seat. They jumped up. They went on the way to the priests. They're acting in faith. The miracle happens. 
is a testimony. Sometimes the things that we do are going to be examples of our faith. Sometimes the actions that you take, the decisions that you make, will not make sense to other people. Why are they going to the priests? They're still covered in bandages. And actually, as they're walking to the priest, their first steps, they're still leprosized. <laughs> filled with leprosy. They're still sick. But on the, uh, they, they kept step, stepping. They kept walking. They took another step. They took another step. They kept focusing in that direction. Focusing and walking toward the the answer and I don't know if it was after the third step right after the twelfth step after the hundredth step they walked long distances in their faith <laughs> but somewhere along the way they got healed and the man recognized it and he praised God you restored not only did you heal my body I'm able to be restored back to my family and my neighborhood and be a, a blessing to society again instead of a curse to society. God wants to restore us to our families and, and to our places where we're the, the blessing that people need. We carry the glory that people need. So, I shared with you, um, here's another example. God said, you know, there's going to be a flood, and Noah took action. And he, right? He, uh, he said, I believe you so much that me and my boys are getting some lumber, and we're going to knock this boat together. And it took a long time for them to build the ark, Okay, but our actions might not make sense to someone else. That's okay, but it is definitely the answer. God is always looking to bring heaven's answer, heaven's solution uh, into earth, and we are the, the contact point. All right, so we're going to close with these two points. These, I, I was tempted to make this at the beginning, but I, I think it's better here at the end. Um, Matthew chapter 12. Jesus compares our hearts to trees. Pastor Jake said last week, our faith, it, it reproduces itself. Well, Jesus says it this way, a tree is identified by its fruit if the tree is good, its fruit will be good. If the tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes, and he was talking to the Pharisees. How could evil men like you speak what is good and right? And, and the snakes, he said, he called them vipers. We have rattlesnakes here in Florida. Um, be careful when you go out to the parks. But you could tell a rattlesnake because its head is big. It's got this 
anybody. I've seen several snakes, and most of our snakes just have a skinny body and a skinny head. It's like all one piece. But if you see one that has, has the narrow body and then this big old grapefruit head, it's probably because it's got this those poison in its fangs. It's, it's, it's probably going to be the rattlesnake. The poison was in its mouth. And that's why he called them evil. However, good trees share good fruit, good news, good reports, hope, life, the goodness of God, um, what's right, what's true, what brings light. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. Remember we talked about what we treasure what we attach value in our heart and I tell you this you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word that you speak the words you say will either acquit you or condemn you and we talked about this with Moses in the, at the Red Sea if the words that the people had said would have been the last words they would have been condemned by their own words, right? By their own despair. They spoke it, but it wasn't the last word. What Moses said, the word faith was the last word. Every day is judgment day. Every day can be a, a good judgment, a good decision made. Ezekiel 36. So the question is, well, there's there's a good fruit and a good heart. Good fruit comes from a good heart. What kind of what kind of heart do I have? What kind of heart do we have? What does God say about your heart? In Ezekiel 36, verse 25, he says, Then I will sp sprinkle you clean. I will sprinkle clean water on you. You will be clean. Your filth will be washed away. You will no longer worship idols. I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. It will be so easy to learn from the Holy Spirit. He's done this. You've been born again. You who believe. If you don't, if you don't know whether you have a new heart or not, please pray with us after after church. We will make sure that we talk about it with you, and we can just get that decided once and for all. But God's plan has always been that you have this new heart. What heart? What's it like? It's a, it's, a, it's a heart that has access to the, all the power and the glory of heaven. It's a heart that is sensitive and tender to his love and his compassion and the things that are good and the things that are right. It's, 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 a heart, it's a supernatural heart. 
and, and we get to live from that place instead of from a heart that is easy to be discouraged and have despair and to be disappointed. We've never, he never intended us to live that way. And he gives us a new spirit who teaches us how to value and how to speak words and how to encourage others. So church, we are good trees. We are good trees. We, we carry good fruit. And it's, you just be yourself. Be your supernatural self. Have, have genuine conversations with people. And when problems arise, you have access to heaven. And you can speak what's, what's right into the problem. Speak what you want. Sickness, you have to be gone. When Jesus, when there was a storm, Jesus said, peace, be still. He spoke what he wanted, and the storm had to stop. Provision, finances, my God is a provider. And my God will restore relationships and families. Business of building, building things, putting things back together, restoring. So we have, we do have faith, and we say something. We do have faith, and we do something with it. Let's pray. Thank you, Father God, for all that you've given us access to. Thank you for who you what you've done you've put a new heart in us and it looks good on us and there are good conversations that we will have this week we can continue to practice living out of this faith-filled life that you've given us in Jesus